NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here. We've got a great program for you. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How is South Dakota? Oh, South Dakota. Houston's was so good. So good. The, that race. That on. race I mean, was All insane. the races were pretty All good. the races were good. Yeah. But that Saturday night finale, the last 10 laps of that thing yeah. was insane. I mean, it was bonkers. The place must have been going oh crazy. I mean, I've never it was college football. It That's, was like it was like it was like a last second t- touchdown at your college your your, your yeah. at homecoming for your <laughs> college football. I mean, you know, I mean it was awful good before Sheldon did what he did because James drove around the outside, yeah. McFadden drove around the outside of uh, Carson Macedo and Buddy Kofoid. And 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 I'll be completely honest, we James is just one of those guys that I, I, there's you can't find anyone to say anything bad about James. Yeah, there's McFadden. nothing to dislike. There's nothing to dislike. And he's driving for Dennis Roth. And we understand that driving for Dennis Roth, you're expected to win. And so when James whooshes around those guys with three laps to go, you're like, this is going to be the best. This is going to be one of the best stories of the year. Yep. And then Sheldon said, hold my beer <laughs> and watch this. And he just, it was insane. I mean, and then the place, the place, prior to Sheldon doing it, the place was going wild. And when Sheldon did that, it was to another level. The pictures of the pit area afterwards. Oh, and were, then the pits afterwards. Oh and this was God, Friday night and Saturday. A sea of people. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in reference to track prep at Ocean. Yeah. They ran a really good, efficient show, which gave them the opportunity to work on the track a little bit to get it great for the A-Main. They did. Same scenario at Houston's. They ran an efficient show, got it good so they could work the racetrack. But the other thing that does on the back end of it is, is you're not walking out of there at one thirty. You're walking at 11 o'clock, go to the pits or go home. Bring your kids down. Bring your kids to to the the pits. Pit area was full. (laughs) I stood there. I stood there. Donnie Schatz is down with, I mean, I'm talking 45 minutes after the race. I went out on the track, shot a video and did some other things. I'm talking 45 minutes after the track, Donnie Schatz, down on one knee, signing autographs, talking to kids around the race car and pointing at things with the race car. Awesome. David Gravel's, you know, doing more of his video stuff. I mean, just, you just create moments by that. Yeah, and in some of those photos, I saw a lot of kids. Kids. There was kids. A lot of kids. Aaron, there was That's kids. That's the future of our sport. Everywhere. Yeah. There was kids everywhere. <laughs> um, I just think, and, and we'll get into it here in a little bit, um, and, and I posted a video, and I and I posted it on my social media channels as I do a little uh, positive, motivational, it's mm-hmm. called Simply Better Stuff. I do that. And I, I just as I was coming down off from that high of the race that we saw, the crowd that we saw, the announcement that it's going to be bigger, so much bigger next year and everything else. And it struck me some conversations I had with some locals around there. And then you think about Sioux Falls, Doug Wolfgang, the Mm -hmm. history of racing in that area. Three years ago, that track was vacant. Mm -hmm. For years. For for a few years, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for like three years it sat there. Two or three years it sat there. And 
one of the uh, one of the and I and I think it might have been Sean, one of the announcers there. He he had said at one time. He said to his wife, he said, um, if it's just going to sit there, someone just go bulldoze it. I don't want to see it because you drive by. It's too hard to look at. Too yeah. hard to look at. You drive by, and you fast forward two or three years, and you're having this moment like this. And I just they did the, the the message I had on that video, and it's in our on our Facebook page. The message I had was that it's a passion driven sport, and you, we could talk about Todd Quering, we could talk about Sheldon, we could talk about that. But the big thing I feel so good about is the fans in the Sioux Falls area, yeah, who are diehard sprint car fans. I mean, they are as hardcore sprint car fans as Central Pennsylvania, as hardcore as Ohio, as hardcore as the Iowa, as hardcore as they have out west. Those are diehard yeah. Sioux Falls, Doug Wolfgang, card-carrying sprint car yeah. fans. And three years ago, they had Jackson that was coming back that was an hour and a half away, going to run a partial schedule. You had I-90. You had you, know, you had some other places that were running sporadically. Um, and now they have their Sunday night sprint cars back at Houston's. Yeah. And now they have big events. They have a big events. I know. And I mean, now, I, big event is a, a big event is an embarrassment of the term big event. It's, yeah. it's huge events. Well, and you think about not only the local fans that are getting Houston's back alive, but you're you have national events now. My brother came from Connecticut with his entire family to come to this race. Yeah. So you're you're attracting all of the national sprint car fans, and then you have that local hot yeah. spot. Yeah. Then too. you throw a quarter of a million yeah. dollars to win on it next year. And and next year, the place is, is going to be insane. Yeah. Todd has uh, Todd has purchased, I think, fifty or sixty acres of land across the road. There is redevelopment uh, within the state or county or city of the road. So I don't know if the road is moving, if that if his property will be mm. closer or further. How that works? Uh, there's a lot of discussion about more grandstands. Uh, they will need them. Uh, they use just about all of them that they had this year. Um, they're, and the other thing I think that they've done is the systems are in place there. The track prep system is really, really good. They've got all of the systems in place. Um, talking even about the suites, we had the, uh, the, the, the damage from the tornado, yeah. and there was a few things that Todd and Doug didn't care about the suites, and now they get a chance to fix those. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Well, we said that right when it happened. Not only will they build them back, yeah. they'll build them back I mean, better. You just come away from this. I'm sitting here. It's Tuesday afternoon, and I'm still on like a sprint car high. Yeah. Because what we saw was so good. And it, it's more, there's a lot had to do with the last few laps of that race. There's no denying it. But there was just so much good to come mm-hmm. out of that weekend. So really, really good stuff. Great, great stuff. So um, let, let's let's do this now. I wanted, I wanted, I, I didn't know where exactly to talk about this. Yesterday we got word uh, of the passing of Danny Schatz, uh, Donnie's dad, the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that really we're shocked. We knew it was a battle with cancer that uh, at times looked like it was going all right. At other times, we kind of sim- uh, assumed it wasn't going all right. Um, the family shared a lot of special moments over the last year, year yeah. and a half together. I thought I thought just recently watching the girls, uh, Donnie's mm. nieces, having Danny. and but Yeah, exactly. And you saw Danny. And, sitting in a pickup but, truck. But sitting in a pickup yeah. truck. So you're like, okay, he's not out and about with him, but he's sitting in a pickup truck. Um, so you kind of were like, well, I wonder how his health is uh, because you see that. And um, Donnie, even on the show, told us that his dad told him about a month or so ago, you need to get those girls racing cars. You yeah. need to get going. And even the way Donnie said it, it was kind of like, okay, I think, I think more was, there was more to it than – what what Donnie said, and and Danny got to see one of his granddaughters. Or was I don't know that he was at the race, but he was around as one of his granddaughters. One, one. Yeah. Uh, the other granddaughter Donnie shared with us the joys of twins, <laughs> and a worldwide part shortage has not been fun. Uh, uh, the, the 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 girl that the the daughter or the niece that won was then told she's pulled from the car for the next race because the other, and then that got rained out. But but anyhow, uh, back to Danny. Uh, Danny Schatz, one of the true characters in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, he always, he had, uh, everyone seemed to have a little deal with Danny. I don't know yeah. if you had much yeah. time with him. My only deal with him, he always walk up and say, hey, you got $10 I can bum off from you. Yeah. And we know Danny He always was had very the successful. one-liners. He always had the one-liners. And he would come up and we'd laugh. And then whatever we'd talk about, yeah. um, but always he'd come up and say, hey, you, I'm running a little short. You got 10 yeah. bucks you can I can borrow. 
And that's how our conversation would start. And sometimes it'd be a 30-second conversation. Other times it'd be 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, he had such a passion. I think it's really been neat over the last couple of years, the way Donnie has shared a lot of the stories. Mm-hmm. He talked about his dad being a pretty hardcore, you know, you 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 hardcore-driven you know, you, you want to yell at the officials, I'm going to kick your ass if you're yelling about the officials. You work on your car. You work on your business. Yeah. Uh, he built Shots Crossroads. Um, just a, an amazing man, an American dream, really, when you think about yeah. the American dream. Danny Shots was the American dream. Yeah, and to think of all those years that he raced with Donnie to get him, you know, to get Donnie where he was with Tony Stewart eventually. But just an icon of, of to me, the world of outlaws. From the time I was first around it, Donnie, Danny was always at the track. You know, his mom, Diane, ran the T-shirt trailer, but they were always there, always supporting Donnie. And, you know, he, he was friendly with everyone. He kind of kept to his, his, you know, on his own, but he had his one-liners. He joked with everyone. But to me, he was like a staple in the world of Outlaw Pits. Yeah, really, truly was. I, I just thought about this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial it up here real quick on my uh, Twitter. I think Ross Weiss really kind of summed it up in a tweet, so I'm going to find that real quick. And I didn't plan on this, but I was just trying to figure a way to – uh, it, it's always, it's always as a, as a, as a person broadcasting, it's always, where do you put the bad news? Where do you, where mm-hmm. do you, you know, do you end with it? Do you start with it? Do you lead with it? How do you transition with it? Ross Weiss had a tweet yesterday. Um, uh, I just thought Ross really captured it all. Uh, Danny Schatz was the personification of the American dream, grew up, married the love of his life, built a successful business empire and raised an incredible family. My thoughts to the entire Shots family tonight. That's from Ross Weiss, and that's our thoughts as well from Wing Nation. Uh, that incredible family uh, to to everybody in the family, uh, to everyone in the business family, to everybody in the racing family. Um, grew up, married the love of his life, built a successful business empire, and raised an incredible family. A life well lived for Danny Shots. Mm-hmm. And so we are, our thoughts and our prayers are with uh, Donnie and the entire family um, as they go through this grieving process. Um, and, and we, we go through it and, and, and like I said, it's always an awkward spot in a show where you put it. And I had it written down in two or three different places as to where <laughs> I wanted to do it, but I just felt we were talking about the passion, the excitement of Houston's. And while it's the upside, the passion, the excitement of Houston's, the passion of Danny shots mm-hmm. was comparable to the passion that we have. And that is, uh, uh, and, and the passion of his family towards sprint car racing. and. Um, after Danny would ask me to borrow $10, if he found out we spent much more time talking about him and not getting on with the show, he'd, he'd, <laughs> he busted he'd, he'd bust us, us as yeah. well. So, uh, again, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, with the entire Shots family. And we're just going to continue on, as as we know Danny would, would want us to do, mm-hmm. and get into it, the Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. Um, let's go back to Houston. It's the High Bank Nationals, um, a new event. Um, they even had a plus one, though. Uh, that's what they were calling it, the plus one when they added the World of Outlaw race. Spencer Baston, uh, they announced True Timber as a sponsor, and they come right out and park it on the front stretch with a new sponsor. I talked to Barry uh, Jackson sometime over the weekend, Friday or Saturday, and Barry said he felt the team was significantly ahead of where they thought they would, where he thought they would be. Awesome. And for Barry Jackson to say that, that's Barry is a, a black and white. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. be here on July first, and for him to say that. Um, he also said Spencer Baston, he knew Spencer Baston was talented. Uh, Spencer Baston is more talented than he even he knew. Wow. And very high praise coming out, winning a new sponsorship in place. Uh, kudos to everybody. Uh, my buddy, Mark Miller is over there doing the marketing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mark has got the same passion again, the same passion, Barry, same passion, Spencer, same passion, same story. Thursday night, the high banks, national prelim night one. How about buddy Kofoid? First career World of Outlaw win. That was nice to see. Man, that yeah. kid just, that kid is so good. He is so good. Um, Friday night, High Banks National. Carson Macedo got a sixth win of the of year, but the story was Riley Goodnow. Um, just a, a kid that's down in Knoxville living his dream. His dad and him dragged that race car around. He led the first nine laps. Uh, I told him we were on the stage when he got passed by Brownie. I said, well, I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, thanks for coming along, Riley. Let's see where you end up. Uh, he dropped back two or three spots, and then he raced back forward mm-hmm. again with gravel, racing there with Brownie, racing there with, with Carson. And it's like the dude didn't go away. He stayed in the top yeah. three, got a podium finish out of it. So Riley Goodnow, uh, that's one we need to keep an eye on. Um, really, really cool. And then Saturday night, the High Banks National, $100,000 to win. Sheldon, um, just go watch the highlights. 
mean, it's just it's the, the, just amazing. Uh, podium was James McFadden and Buddy Kofoid. All great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a race. What a show. What an event. Um, what a, what a, what a. Yeah. Um, one for the ages. It's one we'll talk about for a long, long time. So the Houston Tide Banks Nationals in the books. And we appreciate everyone up there for having us there with Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Uh, great, great time. Great, great shows. Great to catch up with everybody. Just really fun. Uh, the Jim Raper Memorial Dirt Cup, 50th anniversary, $50,000 to win, 410 sprint cars, 41 cars. I think that is very, very good for an yeah. area that doesn't have 410 sprint cars. Uh, Monday, they had an open show, which we talked about that. Sunshine picked up the win. Thursday, prelim, TK picked up the win. I saw I saw Tim. Tim had had, and I, and, I, and I never really quite figured out what happened other than about a month ago, he stepped yeah, out. He yeah. stepped away. An injury of some uh, sort, An injury right? of, you know, and I never got the details, and I don't, I don't pry, I don't poke, um, you know. And then uh, he came back, and he came back in grand fashion and parked it right on the front stretch. True TK prelim. form. True TK form, exactly. A Friday night, um, Trey Starks picked up the one. We're going to talk to Trey. This, this guy, we've talked to Trey in the past, and then he's, like, gone, and... He moved away, and then sprint cars moved to him. So Trey Starks, uh, Tyler Courtney picked up the big win, driving the Kevin Kozlowski, uh, Kozlowski at number 57 car, Kerry Madsen and Dominic Selzy. Pennsylvania Speed Weeks, Anthony Macri picked up the win both Friday and Saturday night. Brent Marks, a, stun- a, a stunning, not stunning, a thriller last night. Yes. Not stunning when Brent Marks wins. It's normal when Brent Marks wins. We're going to talk to him in just a moment. Other winners we do want to mention here, A.J. Flick picked up the win at Sharon. Lernerville didn't race on Friday night, so A.J. couldn't win there. So he went to Sharon and picked up the win. And our buddy Greg Wilson picked up the win at Fremont Hall of Fame night. Bob Hampshire was inducted into the Fremont Hall of Fame. Hamp was such a big part of yep. Greg's career as a mentor. And it was uh, – Greg can get a little bit emotional with wins. He got a lot emotional with this one. And that is, again, the theme, passion, that Greg Wilson has. So mm-hmm. fun, fun stuff. And speaking of passion, our friends at Hepner Racing Products, they have passion for the best parts and pieces. They know sprint car racing. They know what works best. For your team. No other accessory can match the quality, performance, and design of their top trailer accessories. And they outfit not only stock, but custom-built units as well. Uh, Aaron, they're always adding. Yep, like new cordless tool charging stations and their sleek and design. Hold two cordless drills, impacts, or flashlights, and battery chargers. And it keeps clutter from your workbench. The roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. We need to step away. When we come back, the Sage Fruit Hotline gets busy. Brent Marks, fresh off that win last night at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. He joins us next. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Presented by Hercules Tires. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Uh, Aaron, first off, before we do that, I don't know if you got to see, uh, watching the highlights. Yeah, I watched the highlights last night of Lincoln Speedway. I watched them this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never had the sensation, okay, of being the skinny kid on a go-kart with a bunch of fat kids. Okay, I'm always the fat kid, and there's one little skinny kid that can make all the moves and drive around. Well, last uh... night, the skinny kid on the go-kart 
was Brent Marks with the way that car yeah. navigated around the fabulous Lincoln Speedway. He joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Brent. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. What is it like when you have a car like you had last night, particularly around the bottom, that you could just literally drive through or drive past people? I mean, what is that like when a car is that good? Uh, it's just it's just so much fun, you know, when, when, when you have a good car and you can just maneuver anywhere and uh running the bottom at Lincoln could be so difficult sometimes so to be able to to be able to do that was just just a lot of fun and and start a little deeper there in the pack and just come up through it's just uh it's a blast you know there's really no other way to describe it Brent you've won a lot of races this year but but last night you started 13th you had to earn it and you passed some guy named you know Kyle Larson or something for the win that has to be a little bit uh extra gratifying when you know you're you're beating the 57 car on top of all the other crazy good competition yeah for sure i've uh i finished the uh, second to kyle a lot <laughs> over the last couple of years so i know in uh 2020 i ran second to him nine times and and uh last year some of the races we raced against each other I ran second to him there so um you know when I, when I got the second i'm like man i hope this isn't a repeat of, of all those other races but you know we were we were to make it happen and and uh it, i was honestly just you know, we worked all, uh, hard all night long to just kind of turn our night around because our night started off awful and and uh, had a lot of ground to make up. And, you know, we just kept busting butt all night long trying to get the car better and better. And, uh, you know, we we stuck to our normal game plan but just made some tweaks to it uh, there in the future. And, you know, it just the car just really came to life. And, you know, we were able to navigate the bottom there really well. So it was just um, – it, it was a lot of fun. But I just – Going up and looking at the racetrack and seeing how it was progressing all night long, I just seen how wide that top was getting. And, yeah, you can get up there and carry momentum, but I wasn't so sure it was passable. Uh, so I really wanted to concentrate on making that bottom work and just see if we could work our way up there. And uh, it worked out. So, like I said, it was a lot of fun. You get to second, and even Wayne Harper on the Flow Racing broadcast says, Brent Marks get to second, but Kyle Larson has checked out on this thing. I, I, I and, and we chatted a little bit before we came on the air. You were shocked as well. I, I was shocked. Man, you reeled him in quickly. That 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 kind of shocked me as well. Yeah, I mean, I know when I got the second there, he was you know he's pretty far out there, and and you know we had some laps left there in the race, and you know I just figured you know, I'm gonna have to really work work hard at this to try to make make up some ground because you know the 57 car is so good all the time, and and um. You know, I just ran him down a lot quicker than I thought I was going to be able to. So I, I knew I had a really good car, and then I could see me creeping up on him as I was, you know, racing for second there. Uh, but and then when I got to second, I just was able to make up a lot of ground in a short period of time. So that was uh, very gratifying, and that was that was nice. So and then to get to the lead there and just kind of have the race in my control, um, you know, also felt really good. So that's that's you know that's the best position to be in, obviously, when you're late in a race and you're leading and you can just kind of control your, your pace and control your own race. So, um, yeah, it was just, uh, like I said, it was a lot of fun. We had a great night, overcame a pretty big, big uh, obstacle there in the beginning. And, you know, when you're able to overcome obstacles like that, uh, it's a very, it makes the wins very gratifying. So it was, it was a special night for us. Right. When you say you overcame uh, many obstacles throughout the night and you said you made some big changes throughout the night, when you're starting 13th, are you more willing to, to, throw maybe a bigger change at the car than you would have if you were, say you were starting fourth, you know, you you ended up hitting on something you really liked, but are you more willing to take a bigger risk or a bigger change if you're starting further back? Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes you're in a position where you have nothing to lose. So Mm -hmm. you want to try it, but you know, it's, it's also kind of hard too, because you know, you can, you know that you have a good program and your car is going to be good. But when you start a little deeper like that, you almost have to be on the freer side just because you need to, you need to try to pass some race cars as soon as you can. So it's it's a tough thing to juggle. When you start up front, you can start off tighter because you're riding around up front, and then you're going to be there later in the race versus starting deeper in the pack. You just have to – that's a fine line. So we were – you know, we decided to go the, the tight route and just do some things differently to try to keep the car under control and bad air. And um, it, it worked out. So we were uh, we were really uh, happy happy about that. And, you know, we'll add that to our notebook for the future. But, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's that's one nice thing, you know, when you when you get your car good and, 
you have a good program everywhere you go. You can just fine tune little things here and there and try little things here and there and see what it does without totally upsetting your, your car and your whole night. So, um, you know, it's, that makes it really enjoyable, you know, as a mechanic to be able to do things like that and just, you know, tweak on it every single night throughout the night. And, uh, you know, it makes, makes it a lot of fun just because, you know, you just, I don't know, you're just kind of using your mind and just doing different things and, and when it works, you know, it's, uh, it's something you're very proud of. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what, it is, uh, it is, it is, it is special to watch when you, when you get that car. I think Brownie told us earlier this year that when, when that 19 car gets rolling, it might be the fastest car in the country. And there's moments when it certainly looks like it, that, that you, you, you have, you have a lot to be proud of with what you have built with that race team there. Uh, it was only a $7,000 win. You usually don't win these 7,000. You usually win the big ones, right? <laughs> What's what's up with this? That <laughs> uh, seems to be our motto this year. I mean, you know, it's awesome to win the big ones. Don't get me wrong, but we also want to. <laughs> Did we lose them? Call dropped. All he right. Got that little doo signal. Hey, well, he, good. Didn't, he didn't make enough money to pay the phone bill. That's what it was. <laughs> with just that measly. No, because um, I got I got to bust him a little bit because uh, when he comes when we get him back on, yeah, I got to bust him again because um, they were they were busting. Uh, Hunter Schoenberg and some other racers over there. So uh, it was cool stuff up at Houston. They, uh, Houston, they were talking about Brent as well. They <laughs> they, yeah, they know fast. that car when he pulls I mean, in. So uh, it's cool stuff. We're tough. working to dial him back up. We'll catch back up with him right here in a second and uh, wrap up our conversation with him. Um, if you can, there we go. leave me a voicemail, and I will call you back as soon as Uh-oh, I can. Oh, there Thank we you. go. We got the voicemail, the That's dreaded the voicemail. He's probably oh, trying to call us. Yeah, there we go. Well, I mean, I think he's certainly made his point in the, in the last month. He's won with the World of Outlaws, with the All-Stars, yeah. and PA. Call yeah. from Brent Marks. To accept. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, one of you needs to stop calling the other. I think everyone's calling each other. I think if that's what it is. If you can, just please leave me a voicemail, and I will call you back as soon as I can. Okay. This is what, okay, back when my daughters were little girls. When they would get arguing, I would say, one of you stop. If one of you stops, we'll end. So one of you stop calling. Brett can't hear me. <laughs> oh, well. It's all good. Uh, good times, huh? The joys of live, live shows. Great, great stuff for sure. So Brett Marks joining us here on the program. And we appreciate also the fact he's joining us in the middle of Pennsylvania Speed Weeks. And he came off Ohio Speed Week. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he ran keeps... a few. Yep. Hello, Brett. Hey, I'm back. Sorry. I we were we were worried with that measly $7,000 win. You might not have paid the phone bill or something. We didn't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. My service has been awful around here lately. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You were, um, there was a couple of all-stars over at Houston's, and they were getting worn out by you a little bit. You know, how they run all of Ohio Speed Weeks, and you roll in there and took the big money from them. Uh, at the um, at uh, Portsmouth, mm-hmm. and so uh, that, that that that's not bad. That's not bad. It, it, you you've got a big wins, little wins. They're all important. And uh, uh, you know, when you go to a racetrack, walking out of there with the biggest check has got to be the answer. Yeah, for sure. You know, you you want to you want to be in contention to win all the big races, and and uh, we've been fortunate to to be in that position this year. And you know, we just. Um, and that just goes from hard work and, and just trying to get a very consistent race car. And, you know, when I jumped back into my car last year, you know, when, when we, you know, we had a really good year, we won 14 races, but the nights that we weren't winning, we were, you know, we were right around the top three, but, you know, if we were off a little bit, we were about anywhere from fifth to seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, you know, we've upped that game a little bit and nights that were off a little bit were either second or third. So that's a really big improvement and uh, something that, you know, we're really proud of and, um, you know, we're just, uh, you know, we're just trying to get that consistency level, you know, really solid. And I feel like we're, we're, we're there. And, you know, when, when you have nights like that, you're in the hunt every single night to win, win those races. And, you know, we just, uh, you know, obviously we want our win tally to be a little higher, but we're also really proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far. Well, you, you certainly should be. When you look back at the last month, you you beat the Outlaws, you beat the All-Stars, you beat them in Ohio, you beat them in Pennsylvania, and you beat them on all different size tracks. You've got, gone from Knoxville to Lincoln and to Portsmouth. Uh, that that has to make you feel really good about what you're talking about, about getting that consistency. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, um, you know, we were just kind of back in the building process there last year, and then, you know, we uh, um, there right before Charlotte, you know, we um, – made a partnership deal there with Alan Murray and the Murray family that uh, owns Eminem Painting and Construction. And, 
you know, they just really, you know, jumped on board to, to better our program. And, you know, it's just been, you know, it's, it's, it's been great ever since. So I'm very thankful for them to, to uh, step up and, you know, become a part of the, the ownership role of, of this team. And, you know, um, you know, it was just me, me, Fudd and Tyler last year. And, you know, Tyler went on to try to race his own race car. And, you know, we brought Heath on board this year. who used to work with um, uh, the Larson Marks team and, and, you know, he's with Hefner last year. So uh, to have him come on board has been, you know, really good for us too. So, you know, it's just nice to have a really good group of guys that, you know, you're all able to bounce ideas off each other and, and communicate well and just, you know, get along overall. And it just makes things a lot more fun and uh, allows things to flow a lot easier. So, you know, it's just, I'm just, you know, surrounded by a bunch of great people and, um, you know, I feel like that's a lot of part of the success we've been having. I, I agree. You got to do that. That's yeah. for sure. You announced that partnership and you went right to the place your mama warned you about Cherokee Speedway and you parked it on the front <laughs> stretch there. And it's been good ever since. Uh, we're going to we're gonna cut this off here in a second, but just one final question. We appreciate you joining us in the middle of Speed Weeks. I know you're buried with everything. Yeah, how's it looking awesome. for how's it looking for everything up there for the rest of the week for you guys? It uh, looks good. It's actually a really beautiful day today. So it was hot the last last few races, but um, beautiful today. We're looking forward to getting to uh, Grandview and try to try to race for 10,000 to win tonight. So um, looking forward to the rest of the week. You know, we have some ground to make up there on Macri and the points. I think we're up to, we're, we're second right now. Um, so we just have to uh, get a little better throughout the beginning part of the night because, you know, everything's based on points, qualifying, and, and all that stuff. So we just have to get a little bit better there, and um, I feel like our program's really good come come race time, and and um, I think we'll have a shot at this title at the end of the week. Man, good to watch, that's for sure. Brent, appreciate the time, uh, especially in this busy week. Thanks for joining us, and congratulations on all the success. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There we go, Brent Marks, and you can catch him tonight at Grandview, then Port Royal, then Hagerstown, then Williams Grove, then Port Royal, then Sealands Grove. Wow. That was pretty good. Yeah, right off the top. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I brought my A game today. (laughs) Brought my A game, that is for sure. Always great to talk to Brent on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Let's step away because we're going to continue on with the conversation from one coast to the other. Trey Starks from out in Washington, he joins us next. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes... Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, use promo code MRN for free shipping. You can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and I always thought the Trey Stark story was one of the coolest stories going on, okay? Kid out of Puyallup, Washington, uh, drive the wheels off a race car, uh, ultimately gets hooked up with with Scott Gobrek from Pennsylvania, Jeff McCall from uh, Cherryville, 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 North, North Carolina, <laughs> and then the last year or two, they all meet in the middle and run in Knoxville. And it's just like... I think this is great. And then Trey announces the family business or the business that he has started needs all of his time and he moves to Washington. And it's like, well, I think we just said goodbye to the guy. 
except for Peter Murphy and uh, Kevin Rudin and everyone else starts moving 410 racing up there and 410 racing has moved to Trey now. Uh, he moved away from it and it's come and catch back up with him. And he joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Trey. How are you? Good. How are you guys this morning? We're doing great. This has got to be really, really sweet for you to see what's happening with Skagit in the state of Washington, for you to have your cake with your business and eat it too with getting to drive some sprint cars. I can't imagine how good that is for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. Uh, kind of like you guys said, we we got to race out there on a national scene for a couple of years, uh, and kind of ran that till it uh, ran its course. Finally, was pulled back here and had to kind of sit down and and focus on the business here. And then, yeah, uh, Peter and Kevin up at Skagit, they're they're really working hard to to bring back 410 racing. Uh, we just got done with a really successful dirt cup had uh, a great field of 410 cars um and yeah we we're we're kind of able to come back here and and race a little bit more at home and it's good to you know race race some local shows but also race against some of the best guys in the country here so um yeah it's kind of the best of both both worlds for me um we were able to stay back here and focus on work and then take off and race a little bit on the weekend Trey, you're still quite young, and, and you've won some big races and had a lot of success. How difficult was it for you to kind of make that decision to go help the family business and, and not race as much? That had to be a, a hard transition. Yeah, it was it was a difficult decision. Um, I kind of ran its course for as long as I could. Um, we were, I was probably out there uh, probably a year longer than I necessarily should have been. Um, when COVID hit, it was tough because that was kind of when the the doors were closing, but we we didn't get to race very much. So we stuck it out for another year just because it didn't, it didn't feel like the right way to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were able to race a little bit during, during that year. I think that was oh, what 2020 now. Um, and uh, it was just, like I said, it was just barely hanging on. Um, we were, we we transitioned from the Pennsylvania schedule to a little bit more manageable schedule for me, which was uh, we went to Knoxville since they run a, a, a weekly, weekly schedule, not too many races kind of just flying in for a day or two. Um, and, and that worked for a while, um, but really ultimately still flying back kind of took too many work days away. It seems on the surface, like, Oh, you can, you know, fly out Friday and be back Sunday. But um, ultimately it took our, our current six to seven day a week work week down to basically a four day work week, which uh, really cut into our time here. It was right in the middle when we were starting out and and really the business was taking off and it just required all my time. Um, And flying back and forth was really wearing on me. So it it actually, at the time, the decision was fairly easy. Um, uh, To be honest with you, I was, I was tired of flying back and forth and it was really wearing me out and, I was ready to just get back home and and put my head down and focus on stuff back here. But in you know in the in the big picture, it was really tough because you know it, I, I'm really happy with what I'm doing right now. But if you know if I had my choice and there were no consequences, nothing to you know nothing to focus on back here, I'd still be out you know trying to chase sprint cars up and down um, or you know around the country. But um, this just really makes more sense for for where we're at right now and. Um, what I was doing wasn't necessarily sustainable and I had a good opportunity to, to grow things back here with my family. And, um, so it was, it was actually a, a, an easy decision on my part because it seemed like the smart decision. Um, and, and really now we're, we're doing everything we would want to do. Like I said, we're, we got plenty of time at work. We're, we're very busy. Um, but we also get to, you know, kind of control our own race schedule and, and go race when we want to. And um, if, if it fits into our, our workload um, and doesn't disrupt too much here at work, then we can go do it. Um, and then when we're busy, uh, we'll, you know, we get to stay home and, and work. Like uh, this week or, or these next couple weeks, for example, we just took off and raced Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So obviously took a decent amount of time away from work. But now we'll get to take, I think we have the next – three or four weeks off. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll focus on back here at work and, and get things done. And then 
and then take off for the next one. So it was a difficult transition as far as me for my racing career, but um, ultimately a good decision uh, as far as, you know, everything going on in life. Trey, I'm curious, what is the family business? What do you guys do? Yeah, we uh, we started, my, my family is three generations in the timber industry. So obviously there's a lot of logging um, and, and lumber processing up here in the Northwest. And uh, that's what they did for three generations. Um, it kind of came to a natural ending point. My, my dad was getting close to the end of his career in the logging business. Um, he was ready to be done with logging, but he wasn't necessarily ready to be done working. Um, his commute was uh, two hours each way, give or take uh, six days a week. So it was, and he'd been doing that for, uh, you know, last 30 years. So he was getting pretty burnt out. Um, he was ready to, he was ready to stop doing that. But like I said, not necessarily ready to fully retire yet. So um, we, we sold off everything uh, for the logging business and reinvested it in some CNC machines and manufacturing equipment. And now we, uh, focus mainly on uh, prototype machining, uh, mainly serving the aerospace industry around here. Obviously, with Boeing being here, it's pretty big. But you have other players up here in Washington, like uh, Amazon, Blue Origin, SpaceX. Um, they're making all kinds of stuff right now. So, um, and and being pretty small, we don't we don't focus on um, big production runs necessarily. But we uh, are. I would say our niche in the market is uh, rapid prototypes. So if, you know, if they've got a new idea that they want to try and they need something turned around quick, um, that's kind of where we, we come into play. That's our bread and butter. So um, it's a, it's an industry that we were new to about three or four years ago. Um, but it's, it kind of plays into uh, what we like to do and, and what we kind of base our lives around, which is, which is racing. Obviously there's, um, tons of manufacturing and racing um we we did we did various fabrication um and machining before but um now we kind of turned it into a full-blown uh, operation um we've got six cnc machines um we do can do all kinds of different stuff and uh it's it's really enjoyable it's it's nice to come to work every day and do something that you you enjoy and uh it's it's really worked out well for us it's it's basically me, my brother, my mom, and my dad, um, and uh, no no other employees to speak of. We we don't necessarily plan on um, having a, a huge employee base. That was actually one of the things that um, my dad kind of got tired of in the in the logging industry it was just too many things to keep track of. Um, it's it's very manageable, um, and uh, we get to like I said, go out and and do something that we really love doing every day. And uh, that makes it really easy. Wow. The engineering nerd in me is all sorts of excited about this, about what you're doing and what you're creating. How involved are you in the, uh, or does each of your family members kind of have their, their set role, but how involved are you actually in like the drawing of these products or the computer programming? Cause that to me is like right up my alley and I'm fascinated about it. Yeah, for sure. So we all have, we all obviously have our, kind of avenues and roles um in the in the business but you know being a small business and not having very many employees obviously you can imagine we all wear multiple mm-hmm. different hats but um my mom's on the accounting side um and then uh, me and my brother are in most of the production roles um uh, my brother operates every single one of the machines in the shop um he's kind of what you would call the floor manager um and then i take care of uh, I guess what you call the front end, um, but my main job is, is programming the machines. So I'll write the programs for each of the machines. I'll do some of the purchasing and the procurement for the jobs. Um, on the design side, it's uh, so with the with the bulk of the work that we do, um, it usually comes with all the part data. Um, they've they've done all the designing and engineering, and um, our job is essentially just uh, creating the components or making the parts that they want. But mm-hmm. um, Anything outside of that aerospace industry, um, we will do some, um, you know, design engineering. We also do, um, you know, some design for manufacturability feedback. So, you know, sometimes these prototype parts are um, in the infancy stage. They are very new. They're kind of proving a concept. So um, we'll give them some feedback on, you know, making something a little bit easier to manufacture or making something more practical. 
Um, but um, we do, uh, we are obviously still interested in the race car side. So there are a couple components that we do manufacture for sprint car racing specifically. And, and obviously um, on that side, we will do all the, the designing, the, the engineering, testing, um, everything like that. But um, our job is, like I said, a little bit easier when we're, when we're working for the bigger companies like uh, Boeing or SpaceX or Amazon, they, they usually have everything figured out on their end and our job is to, to make the part. But um, a lot of the enjoyment for us comes from, uh, you know, it's it, it's really cool to see all these crazy parts that they're making, but um, it's also fun for us to be able to design our own stuff. So um, obviously that's not a huge side of it. Um, there's only so much uh, only so much money in race car parts. Um, that's not necessarily uh, where, where our uh, biggest market is, but it's still something that we enjoy doing. So what is more enjoyable, your family business or beating Dominic Selzy on a Friday night at Skagit? <laughs> oh, uh, I uh, I really enjoy beating Dominic whenever I can. Uh, in the past couple of years, I, I hadn't been able to do it very much. Uh, he's yeah. been really fast, obviously, the last couple of years. And uh, we, we just we didn't get to race with him that much when we were back in Pennsylvania and Knoxville. I only got to see him every once in a while. So there weren't wasn't very much opportunity. So um, it's really cool to to race around here with him and, and get the California guys up, up in our neck of the woods. Um, and yeah, it's that much more fun to, to beat him. Uh, we've, uh, we've obviously developed a pretty good friendship over the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's as much fun to beat him as it is to, to race really hard with him. Um, we had a, a really good race back and forth on Friday. That was, that was uh, one of the more fun and enjoyable times I've had in a sprint car in a while. So, um, just to know that you can race with a guy that hard. Um, and, uh, he's, you know, one of the cleaner races you can find too. So, um, to, to know that you can race hard and, and not worry about tearing up your equipment is pretty cool. Trey, I know we hit on this at the beginning of the conversation, but how cool is it for you to see 410 sprint cars so strong, really all along the West coast or in, and still growing, but to see Skagit go back to the dirt cup being a 410 race and to see, you, you can see some momentum uh, of it building in that area. It's it's so cool, and the, the 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 reason it's so cool to me is because uh, you know the early days of my sprint car racing around. I started in 2010, um, but even before that, um, I mean, Dirt Cup was the number one race in the Northwest, if not on the West Coast. And you know, I grew up watching guys like Tyler Walker and and the Redeem Car battle it out. You you see. You know, guys, even Kyle Larson, when he was still driving the, the number 99 for Kading, I remember um, that was one of my first memories in a sprint car is uh, my first dirt cup. He was still in that car, um, and that was right before his uh, run to the top, I guess you could say, from there. From basically 2011, 2010, from there is when he really started to shine. So um, seeing guys come up from California and all over the country to, to battle it out with the local guys at Skagit was something that was really cool to see for me um and now i feel like we're getting a little bit of that feel back um obviously we had a really good first year but it's it's only going to get bigger from here um it kind of bringing 410s back to dirt cup it just feels natural again um and uh, i know i'm not the only one that that feels that way you know we had a lot of good fans in the stands and uh we put on really good racing every night so uh it's it's really cool it's really exciting i remember getting butterflies talking to peter about it um you know this winter when everything was kind of being put together and and now to see it come into fruition is just it's it's really cool the 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 race fan in me is really excited about this time and 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 where we're at in the northwest it feels like it's it's really going to get going here in the next couple years i'm excited about that as well i'm glad you picked up a win on friday night there on the dirt cup prelim uh, more important than that, I'm glad we had a chance to catch up. Yeah. I always enjoyed chatting with you uh, when we're at the racetrack or here on Wing Nation. It's good to renew those visits. And uh, thanks for joining us and continued success on all fronts, Trey. But appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. There we go. Trey Starks joining us. One of the really good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of those guys that you would run into the pits. And this was a 360 show at Carolina or I'd see him at Williams yep. Grove or Lincoln. And always just chatty and nice. And then did the Knoxville thing. And then it was like, you're going to what? (laughs) I mean, and he, I think we might have even had him on a Wing Nation when he talked about that decision. And then to hear his passion for the business 
and then to have sprint car racing coming where it's going to fall right into his lap. Man, that rewards good decisions, good people mm-hmm. like that. It really yeah. does. It's fun stuff. Very different personality, but it's really similar to the Dominic Selzy story. When you look at family business yeah. and stepping back to tend to the family business, it, there's a lot of similarities there. Little differences between Dominic and Trey. Well, they both have a little sarcasm and humor. Yeah, they do. There's no doubt about it. So great (laughs) catching up with Trey Stark. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Just like racing components, aggressive hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with aggressive hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at aggressivehydraulics.com. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain. And we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, Circle B Diecast. We love what's happening in the sprint car world, and we love what's happening with Flow Racing. Now, Flow Racing, of course, the All-Star Circuit of Champions, King of the West Series, uh, IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints, Lincoln, Port Royal, ASCS National Tour, and so much more. But they also, for those of us here at MRN, NASCAR Grassroots Racing is full throttle each week on Flow Racing as well. Uh, Over 1,300 events on demand and access exclusive coverage as well. Um, I love the NASCAR weekly racing. Uh, I have a lot of friends that race it, Hickory and Florence and places like that, and you get to see it. Our buddy Jeff Striegel is general manager up at Berlin. Mm-hmm. That's on Flow Racing. NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Smart Modifieds, they're racing tomorrow night. That's on Flow Racing. Um, just so much good on there. You can subscribe to Flow Racing today to see NASCAR legends, past, present, and future, Go head-to-head with hometown heroes at tracks like Bowman Gray, Meridium, South Boston, and more. And you can subscribe as well to watch all of our sprint car heroes go uh, head-to-head and toe-to-toe. Find your next favorite driver by going to flowracing.com forward slash MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Let's take a look at our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Lloyd Axel, uh, birthday yesterday. Paul Leffler, Bobby Ward, George Bentel. Later this week, tomorrow would have been the birthday, 134 years old of uh, Roy Richwine. We're going back in the Wayback Machine on this one. He was born in 1888. I put it in my notes, 1999. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I had nines instead of eight. 1888, exactly. In 1928, he purchased a piece of ground known as the Granger's Picnic Fairground. Mm -hmm. All right, so you may be wondering where the Granger's Picnic Fairground is. It's in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, now known as Williams Grove Raceway. Then it became Williams Grove Park and Speedway. In 1937, he built the Speedway, and it was one of the first Speedways built for cars. Remember prior to that, they were horse racetracks that they would retrofit or just put cars on. This track was built for cars by Roy Richwine. May 14, 1938, the first race, it was an American Auto Club Association big car race. Admission was 50 cents. Quick time was Joey Chitwood Sr. Wow. And race winner was Tommy Hinnerschitz. Won $400 for the 40-lap race. Over the course of time, he added improvements like lights, tunnels, a walkover bridge, and remained very active at the racetrack and in the community up until his death in 1960. So, 
you're just a child. I'm an old dude, and I wasn't even around. Uh, 1960 predates me when Roy Richwine passed. That's the beauty of the National Sprint Car Hall mm-hmm. of Fame and Museum is that his life is forever enshrined there at one sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. I just think, what if Roy just decided to keep it an amusement park and yeah. didn't build that racetrack? I love and hearing stories. Like, I do, I too, really because do. then you think, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. What if he didn't do it? I mean. What motivated him to do like, right, all the. Right. We wouldn't have Beer Hill. <laughs> He built Beer Hill, and he put a racetrack in front of it. Yeah, that came first. Yes, exactly. I mean, just I love the what-ifs, the what-ifs, what-ifs, and that's the beauty of the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. And you can become a supporting member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Really, really cheap, Aaron, that's for sure. only $25. You get free admission to the museum and 10% discount on museum store merchandise, which, I I mean, 10% is a pretty good deal. I got the Jimmy Sills book. That's my next. That's my next book. I'm reading. Yep. Um, I'm wrapping up the Billy Pouch book, and we're on to Jimmy Sills. I'm also doing a. My my passions are music and uh, uh, country music, outlaw country, outlaw yeah. historic country music, and racing. I'm also reading a history of WSM radio station, and I'm a radio oh, guy. Neat. W radio station. WSM. Do you listen to the outlaw country station? On yes, it? I do. I oh, some of the songs that some come of up. the songs that come up on there. My <laughs> buddy Mojo Nixon's the afternoon guy. Mojo he is, Nixon, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, I, I met him. Oh, I met him. Believe gosh. it or not, I met him at a wine reception at Sonoma. He is wide open. It's that channel. Sometimes, you never know what you're going to no. get there. You're sometimes, if you haven't checked it out you, before, yes, you need to. You laugh sometimes. You blush at other times. You're like, I can't believe he said that. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't that, believe that's the name of a song. Yeah. Like, I, I, believe, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. can't believe that's the name of a song. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I, I actually, the friendship with Mojo Nixon is part of what kind of led me down that path. He's, gotcha. uh, he's just an interesting character. Um, and um, just living life, loving life, not, not a scared to be himself from Danville, Virginia. And um, good guy, good dude. Uh, so I'm, I'm, and I've shared over the course of time that the reading has been something that I'm doing. And so, uh, but getting back to the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, the Jimmy Sills book, that's next. That'll be a good one. Luke Warmutter, Tales from the Road of Tales from Luke Warmutter. All right. Uh, we talked a little bit to Brett Marks about this coming up. Pennsylvania th- uh, Speed Week, 32nd annual Pennsylvania Speed Week, presented by Red Robin. Tonight, Grandview. Tomorrow night, Port Royal. Thursday night, Hagerstown. Friday night, Williams Grove. Saturday night, Port Royal. Um, Sunday, uh, Sealands Grove. Uh, I got my notes all jacked up here on a bunch of things. Uh, <laughs> other races coming up this weekend. World of Outlaws, two nights at Cedar Lake. IRA bumper-to-bumper spritz. Man, I didn't plan my schedule right to go to Road America. They're Thursday night in Sheboygan. Ah, Sheboygan. On Friday. Ah, I'm an idiot sometimes. Of course, the way travel is these days. Ooh. If I'd have left Thursday, I might have arrived Saturday. Ooh, don't get me started with that. Can't imagine Trey Starks flying back and forth these days. No, I and mean, we did it one year from here to Knoxville. And That's was, right, you guys did that. It was a nightmare. Yeah, I, yeah. And now it's just it's insane what's going How on. How long were there. you in Chicago? Ten and a half hours on Thursday. Missed. American Airlines cost me to miss a night of racing at Houston's. Not happy. No and bueno. Ten and a half hours. Ten and a half hours. <laughs> They were, well, it is what it is. And, I, and the worst part about it is, as I sat there in the airport watching flights being canceled, I had it better than most. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's what you had to kind of the perspective of it. And I was going to Houston, so, okay. Uh, Fast Series, they're racing tomorrow night at Atomic. I got to get back to Atomic. I love Atomic. I love that place. I really enjoyed it up there a couple of years ago. And I love this one. Tri-City Speedway, Franklin, Pennsylvania, coming up this weekend. July 4th weekend bash, 410 racing Saturday and Sunday night. Um, Western Pennsylvania is a, a, a pretty cool spot. I really like it, and I like what they're doing. They usually do Sunday night racing there, and uh, they're doing uh, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So good stuff, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I hung out with your buddy for our uh, show this week, Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, Brad Doty. Oh, I love Brad. Man. We just uh, we, we were trying to track down Sheldon. We couldn't get that rascal on the phone. I said, well, who better to talk about Sheldon than Brad? And I actually called him this during the show. I said, he's almost like Uncle Brad. You know, the way that yep. the Brad and the Jacobs and Jack Hodenshields, and the Hodenshields, yep. Jack and Ed and everyone else, they were all kind of like a band of brothers. And so it was almost like it was Uncle Brad. Uncle Brad is proud of watching what Sheldon cool. is doing. So it was great. And that'll be um, Wednesday night on Rev and Friday and Saturday night on Mav. You can follow along our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, our YouTube page. And Wing Nation gear is available all week long in Pennsylvania. Posse members. 
You can get it at the Tom Book Motorsports trailer, Justin Peck's Racing Souvenir Rig. So go there, get your Wing Nation gear. Those of you not in Pennsylvania, you can go to www.shopwingnation.com, shopwingnation.com. Great, great stuff. That is for sure. You can get it at shopwingnation.com. We really sincerely appreciate uh, Brett Marks joining us and Trey Starks joining us. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation. She's Aaron Evernham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here this week on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 